0: Welcome to another episode of Pierogi Pals. I'm Kirsten, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host,
1: Derek. Hello, everybody. Before we begin, I'd like to mention that the theme song to the Pierogi Pals podcast is The Pierogi Dance by the Ukrainian Old Timers. You can check out their music on iTunes. This week, the Pierogi Pals visited St. Basil's Cultural Center, which is a part of St. Basil's Ukrainian Catholic Church. We arrived around 6pm and there was a line out the door, so we'd advise going earlier to avoid the line while still assuring you are not disappointed, as they did sell out shortly after we arrived.
0: The dinner cost $17 per adult, and you were allowed to go up as many times as you'd like. You also served your own pierogies, so you could take as many as you wanted each time. Not like the other churches we visited. They all had a...
1: They had a quota. Not Not a quota, quota, a
0: limit limit for each... Each visit. They'd
1: be like, here's your four pierogies. No, it was
0: 12. You each got 12 pierogies each time you went
1: up. Okay, it seemed like 12. or four. (laughs) I don't even know anymore. So, in addition to the pierogies, they had borscht, Caesar salad, pork loin with mushroom gravy, and nashinka, which is a Ukrainian cornmeal dressing. They also had tea, coffee, or water, and rhubarb cake or jello for dessert, You could also buy alcohol and beer and wine and all that if you wanted to for $5 per drink. That hasn't been an option anywhere else we've been.
0: Mm Mm-mm. We also haven't had the nachinka anywhere else. It is definitely interesting. It was. It was like a really eggy cornbread with bacon on top. It was surprisingly good. I was not sure if I was going to have it, but we've learned that I should try all the things. It wasn't as sweet as, like, normal cornbread, but it was, I don't know, it was just, it was good.
1: I know. I would describe it as, like, wet cornbread. Ew. Uh, I know, that sounds terrible, but it really had a much more moist texture.
0: It it was like a wobbly, it was really wobbly texture. Hard to describe the texture. They must have whipped the eggs a lot.
1: Seems that way. Beat
0: the eggs a lot.
1: Uh, The Caesar salad, which only I had, was surprisingly crisp as it can be difficult to make large quantities of salad with dressing without it getting soggy when it sits around all day. So maybe they were just really quick in making it up and had just prepared it a few hours before? I'm not sure. But it was good.
0: I had the borscht, but Derek only had a small taste of mine. It was good, but almost too sour. Um, I added sour cream... Which may have been a mistake, but it was an interesting addition because we haven't seen that anywhere else either.
1: We haven't seen borscht? I feel like we saw borscht at least once. They
0: had it at St. John's Institute, but it wasn't included in the meal, so we didn't have it.
1: Oh, okay. That makes sense why I saw it, but didn't remember eating it. Uh, so they had pork loin, which was a bit of a variation yeah. from the traditional, like, Cuba saw. Uh, it was very very tender, easy to cut and chew came in a nice mushroom gravy that ensured it wasn't too dry. It was a little bit salty, but overall quite enjoyable.
0: I think these pierogies were probably the best that we've had so far.
1: Yep, second that.
0: Um, The dough wasn't the best that we've had. It was kind of thin and not very fluffy, not like the clouds we ate in Lamont. Um, They probably didn't.
1: St. Basil's probably didn't use potato water in their dough.
0: Yeah, they should have listened to Emily. should have
1: listened to Emily. you got to use your potato water.
0: (laughs) But St. Basil's were definitely the most flavorful. They had two types. They had cottage cheese and potato, and then cheddar and potato. Uh, The cottage cheese ones were tangy and flavorful, and you could actually see teeny pieces of cottage cheese when you bit into them. Uh, The cheddar and potato ones probably tasted the most like cheddar out of the ones we've had. They definitely didn't skimp on the cheddar. Yeah, so I think that was what made them the best is the flavors, not necessarily the dough. They also came with optional sour cream and fried onions. We didn't get the sour cream because we don't like sour cream. (laughs) But we did have onions. And like in Lamont, the onions tasted kind of weird. It was like they were really bitter. But not as bad as Lamont. Lamonts tasted, like they were turned. Yeah, but these ones were just really bitter. Um, another bonus of these pierogies the, was that they were sitting in a bath of butter, in yes. the food warmer. So yeah, what'd you Every, like about that? Everything
1: swimming in butter is always that much better. More butter, more better. Um, I enjoyed them. I actually like the cottage cheese pierogies more than I like the cheddar pierogies. I don't know if it's because it had been a while since I had had a cottage cheese pierogi, but really like them. Um, as you said, the dough was a bit thin and wasn't as good as what we have in Le Mans, but the flavor had to be the best out of the pierogies we've had so far, with apologies to all the others that we have reviewed, but... (laughs) Yeah, I also they better ate...
0: step up their game, I guess.
1: Exactly. So yeah, they should
0: stop using those Yukon Golds and not using chet as yeah, much. Yeah, stop cheddar.
1: pretending to use cheese and just use cheese. We
0: can taste it.
1: Yes, we can. Um, I also had more than four pierogies this time, and I went back for seconds. This was wow, revolutionary. You have
0: sixteen or something?
1: So... Something like that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, I was really hungry when we got there because we walked from our home right after work. So, I enjoyed my dessert before dinner while we waited in the very long pierogi line.
1: Well, it was one of two pierogi lines and pro tip, if the woman at the door tells you to go into the other pierogi line, don't listen to her because our line was probably like 50% longer than the first line we were in and substantially slower
0: she led us astray so anyways for pre-dinner dessert i had the rhubarb cake which was fine it was somehow both both moist and dry at the same time
1: yeah it was it was weird it reminded me of cupcakes i made when i was in junior high in home ec and i forgot to put in enough baking powder so they were really condensed and mushy and i feel like they didn't put in baking powder or enough baking powder
0: yeah. And during our meal, we've definitely had better company elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we went, I, we tried to pick out a group that looks like they'll be chatty. And so,
1: picked a group of winners. We really did.
0: They were quite chatty. For 10 um, <laughs> we picked a, group, a table of older women. But just as we sat down, they <laughs> got up to leave because they had just finished their meal. Uh, although one did tell me as she left, she told me how to say, enjoy your meal in Ukrainian. And it was something like smooch noha. I'm pretty confident that's not quite correct.
1: Uh, Google Translate says it's smaknoho noho. Oh, gosh, I should do this better. Sorry, grandmas. Since they didn't want to talk to us, we found our own friends and struck up a conversation with the MC. His name was Gerald. Well, his name still is Gerald, actually. (laughs) And he's been emceeing the pierogi dinners for the last 10 years.
0: We asked him how he got involved, and he said that he was a member of the parish council when they decided to start putting these on 10 years ago. And the council just asked him if he would volunteer to emcee, so he accepted. And today, he is now the chairman of the parish council. He rose
1: through the ranks. He's continued doing this for the past 10 years because of a sense of duty to do what he can to help the parish, but his favorite part is hearing people's responses to the evening. He likes to know that they have enjoyed the meal and that he has amused them with what he has said.
0: While he volunteers at the actual meal itself, he's not involved in the pierogi making process. This is done by a group of people who belong to the parish, as well as people who are interested in learning about pierogi making. They get together one day, the week before the meal, and they all come to the church at around 8 a.m., and they start making pierogies, and they go until they make 750 dozen pierogies.
1: I, I found that a very interesting way of quantifying it. Most people that we've talked to have been like, we make 7,000 pierogies, we make 8,000 pierogies. No,
0: there have been other places that said this many dozen. Really? Yeah.
1: I don't recall that.
0: Well, they have.
1: Well, all right then. The parish used to put the dinner on three times a year, but has recently added more dates. However, they are not done on a regular schedule, and the next one for sure will be in the first weekend of November at the Parish Bazaar. To Gerald, pierogies mean warmth, comfort, and hospitality.
0: They are definitely a comfort food. Do you have any last thoughts about St. Basil's?
1: They were probably the best pierogies we've had so far, and i definitely suggest checking them out. But unlike the other places we've been, their dinners aren't regularly scheduled, so you have to make sure that there's an actual event going on when you're thinking of going. We found them on Facebook.
0: Yep, I would totally agree. They were really good pierogies, but they're a bit tricky to find. So this week, we're adding a special treat. We've received some listener ma- or listener questions and thought we should answer them.
1: This first question comes from our listener Jen in Ottawa. Jen asked us to expand a bit further on the Lamont town tour we took ourselves on.
0: So we started the tour off by the arena because that's where the festival was. Just to recap that we went out to Lamont. It's a small town outside of Edmonton, about an hour away from Edmonton. Um, we went there for their pierogi festival last time, and we took ourselves on a tour of the town. So we walked out of the arena past the local school, and and we were heading headed towards the local the Ukrainian Orthodox Church, which was really impressive for a, such a small town.
1: Yeah, it was rather large.
0: It had a large dome in the back and two large or two smaller domes at the entrance, each adorned with a cross on the top of course (laughs) there was also an impressive bell structure in the front yard presumably used by the church uh the windows had stained stained glass on the sides but the design was it was pretty simple
1: yeah
0: uh the domes were silver and most of the building was gray with some blue inserts and it would have been nice to look inside but the doors were locked but i think the domes the domes are pretty pretty impressive regardless is was cool yep
1: Around the corner from the church was the main strip of the town. They had a home hardware, a local pub, Chinese food restaurant, and some shops. There were also a number of abandoned stores. So, oops. We got drinks in the convenience store and checked out a gift and flower store to kill time. There was a sewing store, but we just missed it as it had closed right before we got to it.
0: The town was like a bit creepy because no one was around which gave it a ghost town vibe, but I think that was because all the people were at the festival.
1: Yeah, it seemed that way. The
0: town also has a a The town also has a healthcare center and a nursing home, which we circled a whole bunch when we first got there because the directions on lo- to the, the directions to the festival online were incorrect. We ended up having to go to the home hardware to ask them or to get help finding the festival.
1: Yeah, the first place took us to an empty field. It was. Yep. A rather disappointing <laughs> discovery. Overall, Lamont's a cute town to visit, but living there might get kind of boring. I guess that's why they organize things like the pierogi festival.
0: Do you have a joke for
1: us? I do indeed have a joke. And this is that joke. Late one night, a man is driving down the road, speeding quite a bit. A cop notices how fast he's going and pulls him over. The cop approaches the window and says to the man, ''Are you aware of how fast you were going?'' The man replies, ''Yes, I am. I'm trying to escape a robbery I got involved in.'' The cop gives him a skeptical look and says, ''Were you the one being robbed?'' The man casually replies, ''No, I committed the robbery.'' The cop looks shocked that the man admitted this. So you're telling me you were speeding and committed a robbery? Yes, the man calmly says. I have the loot in the back. The cop begins to get angry. Sir, I'm afraid you have to come with me. The cop reaches in the window to subdue the man. Don't do that, the man yells fearfully. I'm scared you'll find the gun in my glove compartment. The cop pulls his hand out. Wait here, he says. The cop calls for backup. Soon, cops, cars, and helicopters are flooding the area. The man is cuffed quickly and taken towards a car. However, before he gets in, a cop walks up to him and says, while gesturing to the cop that pulled him over, Sir, this officer informed us that you had committed a robbery, had stolen loot in the trunk of your car, and had a loaded gun in your glove compartment. However, we found none of these things in your car. The man replies, Yeah, and I bet that liar said I was speeding too.